For a long time, as Jordan Peterson relates it, psychologists believe that the natural state of animals, including human beings, is a state of calm. Just look how calm we all are right now. This belief originated in part from experiments like the one with a rat in a box. It goes something like this. They put a rat in a box. They observed it, saw that it sniffed and moved around a little bit. And then they paired an electric shock, electric current that went through the floor with a light switch. So they turn on the light, send the current through, and it would shock the rat and it would produce a response of terror or fear, puff up, kind of like your cat does when it's afraid, making itself look big. So they repeated this multiple times, turn the light on, send the shock through, and fear responds. But later observations suggested something different. You put the rat in the box, it sniffs, it moves forward just a little bit and then back. And then it goes a little bit farther and then it goes back. And what it's doing is expanding its comfort calm zone, seeing that it's safe and overcoming its initial fear to go just a little bit farther and farther. I mean, the natural state of animals seems more likely to be fear, which is alleviated through creating a calm environment. If you're a rat, you might be gathering lots of rats around you or creating social structures and rules so that you know what everybody should be doing transgress these rules and fear quickly shows itself. Just like if somebody just started shouting here, all of a sudden the calm would evaporate. Fear is close at hand. For us human beings, there do seem to be many fears lying just beneath the surface, as though our natural state too is fear. You know, fear of having hard conversations to make relationships better, fear of being betrayed, Fear of failure, so you stay in the job you don't like and you're miserable. Fear of rejection in person, yes, but more and more nowadays, social media. Fear of the pressure of group think, so you go along just to get along with that crowd. Fear of being alone, so we stuff our lives with things. Fear of being a bad parent, so we do what society suggests good parents do. Keep crazy athletic schedules. That's what good parents do. The most basic and terrifying fear of all must be our mortality, right? Without life, no other fear is possible. Which brings us to the woman in the gospel who gave away her whole livelihood, gave it to God via the temple treasure. Wealthy people had contributed but not in the way they believed would jeopardize their livelihood, their existence. Fear was still operative in them to a significant degree, it would seem, but not in her. The widow's hope had set her free. Hope is the second part of overcoming fears, according to Peterson. The first thing that you do, he says, for several weeks in a row is to write about the source of the fear that has a hold on you. Write about that source of fear. This helps to process the event, which may be preventing you from sleep or waking you up at night. Be it an emotional hurt, injury, illness, loss, or whatever. Then the next step is mapping out a way forward. 
paint a target because it's hard to hit one if it only vaguely exists in your mind. Paint a target, articulate your hope, and pursue it, knowing that you'll likely begin pursuing it by forcing yourself to do it, like going to the gym to get in shape, at least at the beginning. You just do it, right? But then something begins to change. We begin to change. It's seen all the way down into the way that our DNA encodes protein. With seemingly infinite possibilities, now that fear and forcing ourselves isn't dominant, we expand. We pursue the good, not out of obligation, not out of force, but we see it and the potential with it. Our being begins to rejoice in the good, even in the struggle to obtain it as can happen at the gym, or with the piano, learning how to play it, or many such things. It's akin to the moral life, to pursuing virtue, be it by keeping the commandments, or tossing contributions into our church's treasury. They may require forcing ourselves at the beginning, but that opens us up to something freeing and new. These are actions like the widows in our readings that involve us in God's work of making all things new. They point us to where true hope may be found, where we may properly locate our hope, which serves in turn to deliver us from our greatest fears.